0: Wednesday evening, and welcome to another episode of Food Worth Forking. In case this is your first time, I'm um, joining me. I am Laura Williams, and I am your host. And just to give you a little bit information about Food Worth Forking, it is about food, dating, and lifestyle. So everything, food, culinary, um, dating, do's and don'ts and suggestions. And we'll get into that a little later on in another, a few more episodes and lifestyle. So um, talk about things that I feel like are important, worth forking, talking about. So let's get into it. Um, So today I'm really excited because we are to talk about Um, coffee and we're going to talk about being a woman and a woman of color being a black distributor. So today I have my friend and good friend, um, and co-owner of Knox Jamaica, Kimberly Knox. So let me tell you a little bit about Kimberly. Um, Kimberly is inspiring. She's innovative. um, She's a visionary, and she's worked tirelessly um, to get where she is today. She has taken her 20 years of experience from various facets of entertainment from print to broadcast media um, and marketing to being a co-founder of the New York City-based female DJ brand Ubiquita, she is now um, she has now expanded her company to Ubiquita worldwide, a lifestyle-focused branding um, focused branding and consulting firm. Um, most recently added to her brand is again. Knox Jamaica, which is Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee and um, a social impact, excuse me, a social impact venture. So with all that being said, let me, we're going to play a little clip so you can see what's happening with Knox Jamaica and we're going to get all into it. All right, everybody. So please welcome Kimberly Knox of Knox, Jamaica.
1: Kimberly! Oh, girl, you're okay. You're on mute, doll. (laughs) Sorry about that. Hey, y'all. It's fine. It's fine. How are you? I'm good,
2: honey. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am happy that you're here. I've been trying to get on this show for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how are you doing? Well that? I I'm am, am good. I'm real good, but I am really excited for you and your new venture and what you have going on. So why don't we get started? and why don't you tell us um tell us about Knox Jamaica and how you even how you even started?
1: Well, you know
2: it's such an interesting story that that is speaks to kind of like you know the journey is the destination kind of thing you know you start out doing one thing and then you end up someplace else that you didn't expect i am right. um, i'm jamaican and nigerian that's mm-hmm. so the story starts there okay. uh, my my family uh is in jamaica is from the countryside from portland and in that area is is it's kind of the area that everything grows. You okay. know, like it really the soil up there, you can pretty much grow whatever you want from a farming, you know, perspective. So right. but not officially like coffee country, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and um basically I really started Knox Jamaica because I wanted to create something that could be potentially a family business for my family that's in Jamaica. Oh, nice. You know, realistically, it's more of a social impact venture um, based on trying to somewhat invest in Jamaica, invest in the people, invest in the farmers. Okay. Um, I think that Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee, a lot of people might've heard of it and they either, you know, about it and you know, it's like a luxury item, you know, like it's definitely one of the most expensive coffees in the world. Um, But at the same time, that money never really went to the farmers. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a very disparate uh, situation between, um, the coffee farmers and then the larger, uh, sometimes, you know, white owned coffee estates, you know, that would be, you know, years and years and years of old families that, that really ran the coffee industry, uh, in the country. And, um, Mm -hmm. I would say like maybe about three years or so ago, I was approached by a former, a former business partner, Uh, and at that time he had a kind of defunct, uh, coffee brand that he wanted to kind of regenerate and put some new life into it. And I kind of was more coming on board to, to help him build out his business development, his marketing and stuff like that. And within that, I learned more about the coffee industry and just how good, like it's a good business you know, and it's something that I feel that there aren't a lot of women of color, you know, owning coffee companies or coffee farms. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so because our brand, you know, ubiquitous for 20 years, we, you know, I'm a producer mainly, you know, I definitely, I think people were like, what coffee, what are you doing? You know, but I always felt that, it was really about trying to do create something that could potentially live on as a legacy and be able to help to support our family down there, you know, possibly with, okay. you know, being able to give them jobs. And because I think Jamaica suffers from such a disparity between rich and poor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is no middle class there in in a real way and it's very difficult if you have family that lives in the states or in europe and you know them live a far in you know and they just think that you have money but you don't you know what i mean a lot of times you're just just trying to make ends meet here and it's kind of created a culture that a lot of times makes people dependent you know, on others, and okay. I just like if we are going to do something to try to shift the way that it has kind of you know gone on in that country for so long, then you have to kind of teach people how to fish. Yeah, I mean, give them opportunities that they can help to build and grow something from you know from the beginning. So, Nostravica as a concept is the idea of it is we are ushering a new era of fair trade. Into the Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee industry by partnering with the Jamaican Coffee Growers Association, which is the largest independent growers association in Jamaica. Um, five over five thousand independent okay. growers, and they all have you know dis, dis um, five thousand plus independent growers. They all have varying sizes of plots of land. You know, as small as five acres, as much as like sixty to seventy okay. acres, and they pool their beans. Um, and what we do is we work with the Growers Association to, one, guarantee pricing for the growers so that they're not so they're getting the proper amount for this, this extremely wonderful bean that they are, are toiling over. I mean, the reality is the coffee industry, you know, it's a, it's a family business. You know what I mean that's something that it's mm-hmm. like a 25 year crop so that's something that you have to make sure that your kids want to continue in this you know what I mean and they have to be able to see like, how they're going to make a living Now do you I'm
0: have who, who's your like what's your team like in Jamaica and how does that work with you know with you here in the states
2: Well really what we're what we are are more of a a wholesale and retail distributor you know okay so all jamaican blue mountain coffee has to come through the jamaican coffee board so uh, generally, generally. what happens is that our we have our contract with the jamaican coffee Growers association right we mm-hmm. put out orders for our beans in with them then from there okay. those beans have to be certified and go through that process so that they can be certified as grade one b1 B. one and they will have, you know, all the right providence and the right paperwork and all of that stuff and you know, been sealed from the Jamaican coffee board. Then the Jamaican coffee board ships it out of the country. So it's not even it's actually illegal for for you to um, take green beans out of the country unless they're coming through the, the coffee board.
1: Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So, what has what has ahead. been oh go ahead mm-hmm. well i was going to say what are you, so you're you're now in this new this is a new venture and you know
0: definitely new for you what have, yeah. what has been some of your challenges one just doing it is there you know just you know going down you know going down this journey and um do you feel it's different you know being a woman doing it because i don't I, you know there aren't i acknowledge a lot of women as distributors
2: of, yeah. of coffee well you know i will to be honest we are we're in the beginning of the process of, of really rolling out this brand i think yeah. the first couple last couple of years we kind of had to kind of learn the hard way, you know what I mean? Like different, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're kind of getting into an industry that that's not my background. That's not my business partner, Salah's background. We really got into it as an opportunity to make it a more of a sustainability initiative, you know, that spoke to kind of trying to um, aid the farmers and also work with a product that is superior. To than most beans in the world, and but do it in a way that I can use my media and marketing and branding experience to create relationships within hospitality and within, you know, with, with specialty coffee roasters and being a part of the third wave and fourth wave of, of specialty specialty coffee in the world, um, which is about single origin, you know, coffees that are considered to be rare and 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 are graded and, and get truly high marks within any type of specialty coffee grading system um so okay i think that overall what as far as have i in, encountered anything that might be more difficult as a woman i mean you know it, it happens i'm still dealing with jamaicans you know what i mean like let's Be clear. Um, You know, there's just there's things. I I don't think it's any has been anything uh, too overt in that. I think because of the frame of when I came into it, because I've really only been working on this and getting to know this world over the course of the last couple of years. I I feel if anything, timing has been on our side. You know, I think we've had really amazing um, partners who have helped us so far. Our roasting partner, which is Red House Roasters out in Newark, and they've been fantastic. And, you know, the there is a really amazing um, older woman on the coffee board that has that definitely, I believe, will be an amazing mentor for us, you know, because she is one of the first organic farmers. In Jamaica, So she has a full organic farm nice. and she's doing plots and she's also making it a teaching farm, you know, so she's having cohorts of students from University of, of Pennsylvania's School of Engineering and all of these other um, uh, schools that are interested in the kind of agro, you know, uh, ag- agricultural sustainable design and, and all of those types of things around like how you can um, use, uh, sustainable and organic practices to, um, to farm and grow whatever products that you're growing, including coffee. So it's, it worked out to be really good because I think in general, due to climate change, you know, Jamaican blue mountain coffee is something that could potentially be extinct within the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. If, if certain measures don't change. So I think our goal is to get in there now and see what we can do around helping to, you know, really um, one kind of re- reintroduce the product into the world in a way, because I think for many, many years, the Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee market has been dominated by the Japanese. hmm. And that kind of drove the prices up in the 80s and and early 90s. And then it kind of became unstable, you know, for um, it's imagine like if you have a market that gets driven all the way up to a point that people feel like, oh, this is not worth that. It's not worth that much. So then that becomes the narrative. And then separately, you know, a lot of people associated with like Marley coffee when Marley coffee kind of got big, but that was more of a licensing deal. And they were really only using about 10% of Jamaican Blue Mountain, you know, and the rest of it was just a blend. So okay. all these things have kind of given the coffee itself kind of like a bad name around it being like overpriced or not worth, you know, the luxury status that it has. And I I definitely find that most people have just never tasted it. And when you taste it, you see the difference. You know, it is one of the most balanced beans, you know, ever as far as the quality, the bean quality. So it's a very bold and rich taste, but it's kind of a balance. It doesn't have a lot of acidity. And it's something that I think people, coffee lovers, really tend to really be drawn to it. You know, I personally am not I I like our coffee. <laughs> but I'm not a huge coffee person. I never was. I got into it because I liked it as a business. And I Imagine. thought Yeah. And I think there's also something that could be great, you know, to, to, you know, Knox Jamaica is not, is the the coffee is anchoring the brand, but we're really building out more of a lifestyle brand that's at the intersection of agriculture and affordable luxury. So we want to do stuff with hemp. We want to do stuff with cannabis, all of it under the Knox Jamaica brand.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. What's the one thing, what's, the so one thing that you want people to know about your brand that nobody you know in comparison
0: maybe to other brands um and what other people are doing with um blue mountain coffee what do you want people to know or to get from your brand and what you what you guys are doing
2: well i mean i feel again we're kind of really in the beginning right now you know we are for our coffee i think it's really about speaking to a time. I know that, like the, the whole brand of Nos Jamaica is really influenced, strangely enough, by um, Ian Fleming, who <laughs> James Bond Ian Fleming, mm-hmm. and he wrote this book. Um, he did this book called Ian Fleming's Jamaica, and it was like in the fifties or sixties. And at that time, my mom used to actually work. Uh, my mom is Jamaican and my mom used to be at the post office. She was like postmaster general mm-hmm. for one of the parishes, I think, uh, St. Saint, Saint Catherine or St. Mary, something like that. And, um, and basically at that time, Ian Fleming was still living at GoldenEye, which was his, um, his uh, estate in Jamaica. And that's where he wrote all mm-hmm. the James Bond manuscripts from there. So one of the coolest things I remember as a kid, I used to wonder why we had all these James Brown, James Bond books. And it was because my mom, you know, that was a part of her job when she was still in Jamaica was to, you know, when he was done a manuscript to like personally make sure that it's handled and gets to London to his publishers, you know. So that was. Okay. And um, I always kind of really liked that story. You know what I mean? And I I liked that, that kind of Bond era, you know, Port Antonio, these beautiful resorts and the, the, the dilettantes of the, the, the kind of oligarchy (laughs) Mm -hmm. over there and have they side pieces and, you know, like (laughs) they took their side pieces and stuff. And they had all of these beautiful, gorgeous resorts. And, and I was like, I would love to redo that entire iconography, but just with black people. (laughs) So that kind of was like the, the, the start of it. And, you know, as far as getting into coffee, it was just really about getting a product that, you know, is worth a lot of money. Okay. okay? Do the right type of luxury marketing and branding around it to get it in the right places. So you can actually make a decent amount of money without having to sell to a huge amount of coffee. You know, so it's more of a, you know, niche market kind of business. That's more about white labeling and doing luxury partnerships and, and things like that. Um, but I, I, I do believe the coffee scored, um, you know, in the specialty coffee scores, like it's scored like an 86, which is like deemed excellent in in specialty coffee standards. I know it's it's a very good product, you know, and people really respond well to it. And, you know, you can like it as a medium roast. You can do a dark roast. You know, we're even going to experiment with some espresso, you mm. know, espresso roast. We want to get into more like the subscription market, to tell you the truth. You know, now, in especially in the COVID era, the coffee shop, you know, which was what led the third wave, as it were, you know, when it was down with Starbucks, up with intelligentsia and Blue Bottle and Stumptown and, and. Right, and, right, right. And now here we go and we have this ridiculous pandemic, you know, right. is now going to kill the social aspect of the coffee shop where you can go and plug in your laptop and sit up in there all day and post up and do all of that. That's not going to be the case for a while. Yeah. But coffee sets are going through the roof right now because now everybody's working from home. And when you're working from home, you're going to go ahead and pay that extra money to get that special, whatever it is, coffee that you want just so that you can have that coffee. Yeah. And so we are kind of just move that into that direct to seller type of space with subscription and e-commerce and all of that. But our we haven't we haven't formally launched like we had launched previously and then we had to step back because um, unfortunately, you know, my brother had passed away and, you know, I had to kind of take a step back from all of it. So now yeah. around we are relaunching for this holiday season.
1: Gotcha.
2: gotcha. So we'll let me e-commerce
1: and um, you know some private white label stuff. That's cool.
0: What do you what what have you enjoyed most about the process? Of now you're in this new venture. It's you know you you don't know you know you didn't know much about it before. But mm-hmm. what have you enjoyed most about the process and getting to
2: to where you are right now with it? like, you know, I feel like I sell things. That's kind of what I do for a living. So it's just kind of like a new thing to sell. I feel like it's been, it's been really cool to get to learn about the processes and, and, you know, different roasters and their different styles. And, and, and just really, I like the, I like the the baristas and the, you know, I just like all of the, I guess the word is all the ceremony, you know, it's a process, all of these different processes to kind of get it perfect. I like, I like the ceremony of it. Um, all down to the, to the cup, like all down to, you know, the perfect cup of coffee. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and even when you go and like go to an actual coffee cupping, you know, when they are mm-hmm. buying all the different roasts and the sipping and the this and the thing, you know, and it's just so much, you know, and I, I kind of getting, I'm getting into kind of learning more about that. I, I definitely, I, I, I'm more in, I'm more kind of intrigued with the angles of how we can do interesting experiences that are coffee infused experiences, you know? So yeah. like that kind of stuff is really what I'm, what I'm excited about for the future. Um, we are, nice. our goal would be to, to help to develop an actual concept farm that will be an agritour, an agritourism um, kind of destination in Jamaica that would also have guest houses and stuff okay. like that, but on a working farm. Um, so just things like that, that I feel there's a lot of opportunity with. Um, I also love the fact that people use coffee for all kinds of things, you know, like even on the health and wellness side and on the beauty side, you got yes. scrubs, you got, you know, all kinds of different things. So because we really work with the bean. So we can do roasted beans. We can do green beans. We can supply beans to be a part of something else. You know what I mean? Like we don't we're right, not right. invested in our brand that you have to be drinking Knox to make a coffee. We're like whatever you want to do with the bean, the Jamaican blue mountain bean, we want you to buy it from us and know that that money is going towards the benefit of those independent um, blue mountain fa- farmers and uh really getting them the right you know the right rates for their blood sweat and tears that they are toiling you know in in planting and harvesting you know one of the best coffees in the world
1: cool very cool so okay so last question so have Mm -hmm. you discovered anything sexy about coffee
0: anything that you feel like you know this could be this is nice if I mean, you know, we know about coffee as, you know, you have it in the morning and well, now we're, you know, you have yeah. espresso and it's after, you know, it's after dinner and all these other mm-hmm. things, but even maybe even about the process of or watching
2: or being a part of that, you felt like, you know what, that that was kind of sexy. Well, I think, I think, I think, I think coffee is sexy, but I think that it's more from a like, you know, if you grow up in the Caribbean or if any on any island, you know, you, you know, the idea of some people that you'll see and they'll be blazing hot and they'll be having a hot cup of coffee outside. And you're yeah. like, you what, know, what's wrong with you? What, what, why? <laughs> and, and it's like they having a whole moment with themselves. You know what I mean? And and I've seen couples. I, I don't know. There's something very sensual about it. I I don't know what it is. I um I have a dear friend of mine who's who's Cuban and you know we already have like a coffee date in Cuba. Nice. Okay, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like so I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think that coffee coffee done well is is a relationship because you know most people if they love coffee, they're, they're kind of having coffee um every day. Yeah. I'm you one know? of those people. Blank. Yeah. So it's, so it's a relationship. And I think that if you can get, um you know, if you have a coffee that is that good, that that's that satisfying to people that they want to have a relationship with their coffee, then you, you know, you're doing things. So you know, I just I always look at it that way because I think that the people that I've met and how passionate they are about coffee, you mm-hmm. know, and how much they and know about are passionate about their coffee. Yeah, they game. Extreme. There's plenty of people that I know that are like, you know, I'm not a big drinker, but don't, girl, don't stop with my coffee now. Like they are ready. Like that's, yeah. the that's the thing that they really get into. Like I'm into wine. You know, and I'm very into wine. So I you want know, to talk all type, all different kinds and processes, and sparkling and champagnes and this and that and third. That's why I was all like, like hitting you up last week when you when you had your your guest and you guys were having like the the bubbly conversation. Yeah. something that I'm like super into. The coffee, I really got into it from where practical reasons and more kind of altruistic reasons. And then along the way, I'm starting to grow this other appreciation for it just based on the people that I've been around and how much they're into
1: it, you know? Well, I can say there is nothing like the perfect cup of coffee I'm
0: learning mm-hmm. to of course COVID so I'm making coffee more at home so like the you other day it was a, what'd you say you have a grinder
1: no girl no
0: no okay. I get it I, I grind it
1: at the store.
0: I'll be grinding at store I'm not doing that do you know me I'll be like oh can it just can you just can it just be ready yeah, <laughs> just needs to be ready. Like, I, coming, I don't you know how to do all that. I you know, it's too much for me. It's too much for me. <laughs> but, um, but no, you know, like here in in, in New York and Brooklyn, it was a rainy day. We had a couple rainy days, mm-hmm. and so the other morning. I did. I made, I thought it was really good for what I do. And it was that moment. I didn't want to hear anything. I wanted to listen to the rain. I wanted it to be real quiet. I opened mm-hmm. my window. And I sat there in the minutes of me and my cup and it was amazing.
1: Yeah. It was amazing.
0: And, <laughs> and I think, I didn't think about that until you just said it. Yeah, we had a look. we had a moment. Mm-hmm. It was a so relationship there is something there. So it's
2: cool. Yeah. I think it definitely is. I feel like, as I said, like I'm excited to get more and more into it, like different things about it. And then also too, just from a, You know, from an experiential perspective, there's just a lot to work with with coffee, you know, because Mm -hmm. those flavors are so specific. So there's coffee cocktails or how you're going to pair it with certain, you know, things from a culinary perspective. And not to mention, you know, I want to do, you know, look out for the roast and jerk. That's my own patented thing that is going to huh right the roasting jerk is gonna be popping like the idea of doing you know when we're to go outside. listen when we are allowed to socialize again in two years i'm gonna send you an invitation (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the concept of just kind of doing you know this uh, an event that you were actually roasting coffee and jerking foods you know what i mean
1: outdoors with a big ass party in the middle going to be fun. <laughs> I don't know if you're freezing. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you.
0: Thank you. So, man. Listen, so we're about to get into it because you are my co-host. Okay, and
1: thank you for coming. Sure. Thank you for thank being you. here. You, for but you are, you are, listen, you're my co-host for today for Wonderful. the
0: show. And as co host we're about to get into the next segment. Which is so the next my next segment is in between the bites, right? And so in between the bites is just kind of just like that. What's happening outside of you know what I want to talk about other than food for a
1: moment. Just kind of keep on pause in between the bites a moment. So first again last week, get out there and vote, people. Please, please,
0: please vote. Um, In New York, I think for, for um, to register to vote, it just ended. So I hope that you are registered. Um, Those absentee ballots that are coming, um, the early voting, if you can do it, if not, get out there on the day and vote. It's really important.
1: Extremely important. and number two, right? Because we uh, we need some help. Uh, I need some help here. Um,
2: I, um I, my my thing that I want to. Oh, wow. No, I was just saying. Did say you say lose again, me? Because I think yeah, I was talking to you. It's like say that again, because you've kind of froze for a second. So I didn't hear that last thing that you just said.
1: Oh,
0: I was just saying that um, it's really important for us to, to vote. Um, I think I said, don't you think so?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I do so,
0: think so. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. We're a little delayed. We're just having a few technical if, uh, tef- technical difficulties today. It's all good. We're going to get through it. It's all good. Oh, so good. we can kind of rewind. Like, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Yeah, but um, another, um, I think another good, another important um, in between the bite
1: um, moment and some information for those of you who are either chefs or have, um, or, or are in the, can you hear me now? I think so. Okay.
0: Um, if you if you don't know about the James Beard Foundation, it is a nonprofit organization which um, whose mission is to celebrate, nurture, and honor chefs and other leaders making America's food. Um, mm-hmm. With the immeasurable contributions that the um, Black and Indigenous communities have made in the culinary world, um, they are announcing a new grant to provide financial resources for food or beverage businesses that are majority owned by black or indigenous individuals. Awesome. Which I think is
1: pretty cool. Oh, um, James Beer Foundation Food and Beverage Investment Fund. Oh for
0: Black and Indigenous Americans aim to support and encourage businesses of all forms. So including food trucks, um, pop-ups, supper clubs, fast casual restaurants and more um, that help to make America American food delicious and diverse. So um, the fund aims to disperse $15,000 in grants equally across Black and Indigenous populations throughout the United States. So if you know someone who is in the field, go to the James Beard foundation.org go to their website, fill out an application and get yourself
1: $15,000 right. or help yeah. someone get $15,000. So I think that's right. That's, that's kind of cool. That's amazing. Yeah. People don't know. You're doing that. Right?
2: yeah 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 I'm awesome. I feel like uh have you ever been to the James Beard house like when they do like those dinners and stuff I haven't I've always wanted to go I've never gone either I've, I felt like I got I had like an opportunity to go one time and I didn't get to and I didn't end up doing it and I'm like mad still <laughs> like still mad about that
1: Yeah, I, it's it's something. It's something we probably should work on going. To mm-hmm. Once I feel like it's end, I feel like or we're yeah. allowed to.
2: Yeah, I would exactly when we're allowed to again. When will that be? Um, yeah, no, I totally get it. I think it's but that's an awesome thing that they are doing that type of fund, especially right now. I feel like you know. Yeah. Uh, folks you know black folks in in culinary and stuff are you know it's rare that you're getting that level of a of uh, a, a um a major organization like that that is going to create a program that's just specifically geared towards um you know black and brown entrepreneurs and culinary and the culinary arts and food and beverage and all of it like it's a How many
1: awesome. um Yeah. And and especially since it's mainstream and we don't, and we're not, um, we we just, we just don't see us
2: like we should. Yeah. So it's cool. Always. Yeah. It's cool. Representation matters. We already know. right? Mm -hmm. All right. So we're
0: going to move on. We're going to move on into, um, listen, this whole thing, food worth forking, you know, it's about also about the food lover in me. Okay. Always, always, always. So <laughs> i discovered um, a new place. Okay, and I hate to break the news to you. It is not in New York. It is not. But we need to be making a trip to Atlanta, Georgia. We what? need to make a trip to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, because the restaurant is called, the name of the restaurant is Enjoy a Cobbler Shop.
1: Oh cute! Anyway, I'm done. I'm not even done because the cobblers are sweet and savory. Savory. Let, Let, Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you a little bit. Let me show you a little That's bit. Exciting. That's an exciting, one. right? It really is. And they, um, their. Cobblers are
0: you know they have their peach cobbler their your apple cobbler your um what else do they have peach apple they have a lemon meringue cobbler, right, but then you have these savory cobblers that are like Philly cheese steak cobbler um a southern cobbler, what? which I believe it has like greens and I don't know what else is in it, but I do know <laughs> that I don't
1: I don't because I can't tell I'm like is that
2: Cobbler. what makes a cobbler a
1: cobbler do you know the, the crust the crust okay even
0: really because really the um but the the southern the southern cobbler that they have ha- is uh cornbread top mm. mm-hmm. and it's baked it's okay bomb. It's, bomb. it's bomb it's bomb so um it's by my girl dina michelle who is awesome? Nice. Who's been a caterer for a long time, and she's branched wow. out and she is um, opening um, restaurant number three in Atlanta, Georgia, coming up soon. So she has a catering company. She has the, the cobbler shop, which oh, I love that idea. Um, but if you are in you enjoy
1: the cobbler shop. Is that what it's
0: called? Enjo- uh,
1: enjoy. <laughs> Like you're gonna hot. enjoy it, oh, but it is enjoy. I love I it. It. it and I love the so, name. That's, right? that's
0: a good idea. Right? It is. So it's um it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so she is killing it right now in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you're watching or you know someone in Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, send them to Enjoy the Cobbler um, Atlanta cadre, huh? <laughs> I keep on saying enjoy the cobbler shop. Send them there. It is Enjoy the cobbler shop, and that is it. That's one of the restaurants. Enjoy the cobbler. Enjoy the cobbler shop. Mm -hmm.
2: So
1: you know, you are out here doing it, and she makes it
2: man. That's cute. I mean, I don't, I don't find myself in Atlanta a lot, but when I, you know, if I'm down there, I'm definitely gonna look for it. Go look for it.
1: Mhm, 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 mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Feels like
1: I should be finding my way Ooh, to Atlanta. I should be getting there? Get there. Oh, <laughs> so listen, Kim. You'll make listen. I have a look him, I have a round of questions for you, and these are speed oh, rounds. Round of this is a speed round. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I was just <laughs> that there was going to be no speed
0: round. What? What? What's happening? It's okay. Cool. What, what? It's fun. Okay. It's fun. Really? All right. So it's not like it's not really speed, speed, but you got to choose. Okay. And it's okay. it's so random. It's, it's so me. And it's so me, but so random.
1: Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay, so first, Rudolph or Frosty? Rudolph. So I didn't hear it because you Rudolph. know we having technical Rudolph. difficulties. <laughs> Rudolph? Now it's Rudolph. Rudolph, okay. Yeah. What's your uh, what's my what's your PSA? What's your PSA? My PSA. Public wait, service. Wait, wait. For what? No, I know. For what's what your, though? Like, <laughs> for anything.
2: For anything.
0: What's my Like what would you say? Like what's your one thing? You're like, nah, don't touch the greens. I don't know.
1: Uh oh, don't touch the greens. <laughs> my PSA, oh my goodness, is um, don't start none won't be none. <laughs>
0: hey, I hey, I don't know. Hey. I think we're in that.
1: I mean, it's cool. The era oh, that don't start it do not start don't it don't <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the era that we're in. Don't start no. Oh, that's it, that's it. Okay, and that's it. That's, what's up. that's it. And that's it. All right. Who's yeah. your hero or? Yeah, and that's it. Who is your hero or shiro? Ooh, I have a lot. I mean, just one. Okay, um, two. Two. Okay, James Baldwin and hmm, i'm 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 kind of i'm kind of partial to
2: i don't know it's interesting i feel like james baldwin i definitely feel like bob marley i you know i feel there's so many women that I, you know, truly admire and look up to hero wise. I, I feel like
1: one, I just need one. I, I kind of, I'm
2: very partial to Toni Morrison. Okay. You know, I, I kind of like all of the, the different lives and careers she had and was able to have, you know, like the reinvention of herself all the time it
1: was you know kind Ooh. of dope. Okay. Um
2: sugar cookies or snickerdoodles? I don't even know what a snickerdoodle is. So I was- <laughs> <laughs> I I've never known what it was. But-
0: <laughs> so like so listen, I, and, I, and I use this question because it's funny to me because I didn't know what a snickerdoodle was until my nephew. And my nephew loves snickerdoodle cookies. So the only, and I have to be wrong, but the only thing that's different between a sugar cookie and a snickerdoodle snickerdoodle
1: is uh-huh. cinnamon. You put cinnamon in it. That's it. okay. So the snickerdoodle is, is a sugar cookie with cinnamon. Oh, oh sorry.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, I didn't say that part. Yeah yeah
2: Look, no. Nah. I
0: know. It's
1: <laughs> fine. Okay, neither? Okay, great. Um, uh, fa- <laughs> right. okay, cool. Um, favorite sensual food. Oh. Uh, oh. Sensual food. Uh-huh. Hmm. I guess I am You know, strangely, like I find really
2: creamy kind of bisky type of soups kind of central to me, you know, Um, I don't know. I I don't have kind of like a, I really enjoy, um, have you ever had like an amazing, like I've had a really, really good. Chilean sea bass. That is kind of, you know, like I might need a moment.
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> this is, but that's a hard thing. That's an interesting question. I would have. We not I mean, mm-hmm. go with that.
1: Okay, where? Um, where's the craziest place someone took you on a date?
2: Oh, someone took me to um it wasn't crazy, but it was a a really crazy experience um they they got the um the
1: private dining room of like the fairmont hotel by ourselves, so I thought that was kind of amazing as far as the date goes. Laura, where'd you go? There you are. Thank you, Laura. Girl, listen, I was gonna say I didn't hear any of it. You didn't hear, I anything. hear nothing. So was
2: you know I it was kind of trying, but the craziest place is where? The craziest place was um I had someone take me to the the private dining room of the Fairmont Hotel. And we were by ourselves. So it was like a dining room that seats like 200 people. And it was just us.
1: Oh, you? Oh, so that, well, that was must cool. have been nice. It was, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: that it was. It was a, All right.
0: All right. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave you alone. Right there. It was All,
2: right. It was All right. All right. All right. All um, right. What's
1: your I never knew that moment? I never knew that.
2: Oh, Lord. Um, there was an I never knew that, that that I just found out like the other day. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I never knew that.
1: Uh, um, I never knew that that line
2: in, in Good Times was hanging in the chow line. When you
1: <laughs> you know,
2: like from Good Times, it, they say hanging in the chow line.
0: Hanging in the chow line, yeah. I never knew that. See, told
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm telling, anytime you say they're like what?
1: that's like what hanging in the chow line.
2: Like that's what it is.
0: Hanging in the ch- chow line. Hanging in the chow line. That's so crazy. Oh, that's a... Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that, because I I never knew that. So that will be my never knew that moment yeah. if I've ever anyone asks me this question. I'll be like, did you know? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. Last one:
1: pumpkin or sweet potato pie? Oh, child, uh, uh, sweet potato pie. I'm not a pumpkin fan. Okay. Good. You for having Huh? You said no. Have you
2: ever had pumpkin pie? No, because I'm okay. not a pumpkin fan. Because <laughs> so oh, I not okay. try it. Uh, okay. I, had, I like sweet potato pie, though, a lot. Okay. Okay, okay. You, mess, yeah. you look around and pull, prove me
0: wrong. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, this pumpkin pie is so great. But I've just
1: never. I, I think, but I,
0: I think, think, I kind of feel like pumpkin pie you have, because I grew up on both. Uh huh. So, and it is, people say they can't tell the difference. They, they, they lie. They lie. They lie. They lie. Yeah, um, they but, lie. um, but there isn't, you know, there definitely is a distinct difference, but there definitely is good pumpkin pie and bad pumpkin pie mm. and good
2: sweet potato pie and bad sweet potato pie. Is it but I think, what you feel like for like the holidays do people, you know, is there like a, you know, a hustle, a, 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 a fight at Thanksgiving? I
1: need pumpkin pie, I said no, I not want most, in most, in most, like that, or
2: not, I mean,
1: not really. <laughs> I mean, if it's there, depends on, like, anything,
0: whoever makes it, you're like, all right, I yeah. got you, I got you, I got you. you? Then you're like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. No, not See, <laughs> there's all kind of commentary. Sweet potato pie, it's different. <laughs> listen, yeah, listen, yeah. Listen, listen, I'm right for the sweet potato pie. Listen, like and I'm not, you know what I really like? I like pecan pie. That's what kind of blew my mind.
0: That and You know, I'm an Apple fan. Everybody, you know, Apple is, uh, you know, always and
2: forever. But that pecan pie, I never had it before.
0: I was like, oh, shit. I've got to get you. Let me tell you for everybody for the record. My brother, my brother makes to this moment. I haven't had anybody Uh to make a better one. He makes the most amazing pecan pie. So much like I brought some back. I brought some back to New York once and. Well, no, we yeah, have my, my address. address, so just don't even play yourself now. Like, you already. It, I'm going to have to. Oh, wow. and I, you know, I put in huh. my requests early because he'll be like, because he says it's a lot of work. Okay. I'll put my request in, I'll try but to bring question, one back. Man, listen, I'll pay for supplies. Like, what else? Just get it done. Yeah. His his paper, his <laughs> it's like, it's dang near award winning. Like, I'm like, you need to put this on some table and there needs there should be judges and let's, let's get this money. You need to put, (laughs) it should
1: be judges, No doubt. No
2: doubt. No doubt. No doubt.
1: Yeah. So he, he makes the bomb. He makes the bomb. Um,
0: yeah. I was looking, I was like, oh, listen, people here,
1: my folks here, snickerdoodle. It's just. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Nice. is there a debate about oh, sweet potatoes? Potato. There's
0: a lot of folks who are about this sweet potato. And, yes, pecan pie is, pecan pie is the truth. Know it. It's the truth. Know it. Know it. It's know it. Okay. You know? So we're about, to, we're about to wind down, Kimberly. Okay, We're about my to wind it down. I'm going to do... One short little thing is our last segment and it's our central food fact. And I find these, I find this stuff interesting. What I do. So this is, this is what I found. So did you know the secret use of licorice, licorice as an aphrodisiac could lie in its unique smell, which has been shown to stimulate the male libido in a number of scientific studies. Mm-mm. licorice not not twizzlers people not twizzlers licorice I, I mean, that's so interesting so the smell is what stimulates them yeah and one of them um dr alan hirsch um um he's the director of he's a director at the chicago-based smell and taste treatment Research Foundation conducted a study that evaluated how different types of smells influence sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. Hirsch um, and his researchers found that the smell of black licorice was particularly stimulating to men and to men, and in fact increased the blood flow to the penis by 13%. This why What'd
2: you say? That's why they all drink Jaeger. Now that makes sense because I mean, Jaeger's nasty and it's licorice.
1: What is Jaeger? I've never had Jaeger. Jaegermeister.
2: You never seen Jaeger? Mm. Come on, girl. It looks like a, it's a green bottle. It looks like a bottle of medicine. <laughs> I probably <laughs> have, but I, I haven't had. It's nasty, but um, but but I guess if so, so men are just stimulated by the. The smell. Oh. It's the smell. Yep. Really? It, is believed, it is believed
0: to um, stimulate sexual desire. Um, licorice is included in several licorice-based recipes, like you're talking about, um, for increasing um, sexual vigor. Sounds like licorice is a yummy ingredient, yeah. believed by many, that contribute to an intoxicating feast
1: of love. Huh? <laughs> That might be I, worth working.
2: I guess. I guess. <laughs> I, um, I can't subscribe to that. I, I just can't.
0: Licorice, <laughs> Licorice is nasty. Mm, not to everybody. Not to everybody. Apparently not to everybody. I, I, uh, they just deal with it. Yeah, they just deal with it. See? No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I hear well, Kimberly, Kimberly, thank you so much for um, for joining me today, for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. It was, it, it was a great conversation and great, um, information. And just, if you didn't know, um, now you do. And Kimberly, tell what people tell people where they can find you. How can, how can we get in contact with you? How can we find you?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, you can definitely check us out at ubiquitaworldwide.com. That is my company. Um, uh, so that's U B I Q U I T A worldwide.com. Uh, and, or on IG at ubiquita.worldwide or at Knox Jamaica. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. Cool beans, cool beans. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you, you everyone, for being here.
0: I'm glad it was fun. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, Please subscribe. Subscribe to the channel Food Worth Forking. Um, You can find me on Instagram, on YouTube. Subscribe and like, subscribe and like, um, and um, Twitter. Facebook at food worth forking. So um, until we meet again, make Mm -hmm. it a delicious bite.